everyone, my name's Nicola, if you don't know me. Um, yeah, and I'll be reading the Bible for you this morning. So, yeah, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Wow, no, no kids crying, no noise. I, I, uh, it's odd. I love the noise. I love the, the ruckus of family and church life together. Um, well, friends, uh, we're going to have a reflection on that reading that we just had. Uh, now, many of you will be aware we have kind of uh, four eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, and two of those kind of spend an extended amount of time on his birth, uh, and two don't. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the one that we just read didn't really talk about his birth. You know, it talked uh, in kind of significance language. It talked in the kind of theological weightiness language. Uh, and that's what I want to do with us this morning, is just uh, think about this image of light together. Think about the image of the significance of Jesus' birth with this image of light. Uh, you see that, you don't know if you remember, when we read it in verses 4 and 5, uh, he's already introduced this idea of light uh, coming into the world, into darkness. And then John says, you know, I'm not the light, but I wanted to uh, witness about the light. And then have a look in verse 9 there. He says this, and this is the verse I want us to reflect on together this morning. He says, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And the aim for us this morning is to really just to get a sense of what he means uh, and what this actually means for you and I. 2,000 odd years later, after millions of people celebrate this unique event in history. And I take it you're here because you want to know the significance. You want to know the meaning. You want it to have a greater impact than just a, a Christmas day. But actually, does this speak into the rest of your life, day by day and year by year? Now, what I want to do is to kind of walk through three brief movements for us. 
So the first one I just want to reflect on is the, the idea of a metaphor, right? Because that's what he's using to kind of explain this significance. Uh, he's using the metaphor of light. Uh, and so, you know, we all get the experience of light and darkness, don't we? You know, in the night, uh, we can't see. Uh, and so I had the experience of, I can't remember why I was wanting to put on deodorant. Maybe I, the smell of myself woke me up. But I remember one time going and um, spraying under my arm and it was shaving cream. Uh, I was half asleep, but it certainly uh, woke me up. Um, you know, the darkness, you can't see, you're blind. But also darkness has this sense of scariness about it, doesn't it? Uh, kids, my kids, they always... We, always want the light on as they go to sleep. I'm always wanting to turn it off because I'm thinking, oh, this is just a waste. Their eyes are shut. We've got the light on. Um, but I, I had this vivid memory of a child, and I'm telling you I was a child, um, of being asked to put the bins out. I don't know if you have this memory, but it was, when it was dark outside, my dad would ask me to put the bins out, and I would just have this fear and I would go into all the lights that kind of at the front, all the bedroom lights, put them on, the veranda light, put that on, and I would run to the bin and take it out as far. Uh, is that, did anyone else have this experience? Yeah, good, it's not just me. Um, you know, I was just, I didn't know what was out there. I, I, uh, I, it was just an experience of being in the darkness. But we, we talk about the experience of light and darkness in kind of non-literal things too, don't we? Uh, and so, um, you know, we can talk about uh, bringing things to light, you know, that language, or um, shedding light onto something, or bringing something into the, the light of day. Uh, what do we mean by this? Well, we kind of want truth to bear. We want it to bring it out into the open, to reveal things, uh, to bring truth to things. And it's the idea that when you're kept in the dark, you, you don't know. You're, you're ignorant. You don't know what's going on. You're uninformed. And so John here is using this powerful image, this powerful metaphor of light and darkness to describe the birth of Jesus for us. So he says in John 1, he talks about Jesus, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And it's like he's saying, this one here is the light. Was, when he was born into the world, he brought light to all humanity. He, uh, true light in itself came amongst us. That night when he was born, it was like creation was saying, no, this is daytime. It is light. Now, the interesting thing about this metaphor of light, it's powerful, isn't it? because of the assumption that it brings. This is my next point I to reflect on. There's an assumption to his sentence there in verse 9, isn't it? And the assumption he's kind of explained a little in verse 4 and 5 is that when Jesus, the true light, was born and came into the world, the world was in darkness. That's the power of the metaphor, isn't it? So you see it in uh, sentence 4 there. He says, in him Jesus was life and the life was the light of men, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You also see it in sentence 9 where it's the sense that he's giving light to everyone. The assumption is that there was not light there before. 
And see, when you give light, it's not like there's no light there before or there wasn't enough light. Maybe it only had a glimmer of light, but it was not the true light that we had. See, the image is quite powerful, isn't it? Because of the darkness, the opposite, and what, or the opposite of light. See, darkness is often connected to being blind, like we talked about in the night, uh, not knowing, being ignorant, being kept in the dark. But darkness is also connected to uh, evil too, isn't it? See, it's in the dark that we can, that, that things come out that we perhaps kept hidden in the light. And often the things that come out in the dark aren't pretty. It's not, it's not very uh, nice. I remember years ago I was on holidays at Tweed Heads and I was running down a, a road that, was, that had lights but it was pretty dark and a cop car, police car came the other way. They slowed right down and just stared at me. And I was like, you know, that I, I always have this feeling as soon as I see a police car, I'm like, I've done something wrong. What have I done wrong? I'm just running, which I never do, by the way. And I was running, I was like, oh, this is, what have I done? They did a U, he came back, and they stopped me, and they said, what are you doing running here? It's, it's dangerous. Do you know this street? I was like, no, I've got no idea. I'm on holidays. They're like, run home and don't run at night here anymore. <laughs> but you got this sense that, yeah, okay, there's, there's darkness and danger. Oh, I'd been there in the day, and it was fine. I thought, yeah, it'd be fine. I'll, I'll drive through, run there that night. I heard a story of um, people uh, in a shopping centre when it all went black, dark, uh, and there was, you know, no security features and all that. And then when the lights came on 10 minutes later, uh, what do you think happened? <laughs> Everyone's kind of running out of the shops with everything they could, they could get. There's, there's something about darkness that allows something to come out of us, doesn't it? Uh, there's the experience of dads having to pick up their kids from the shops late at night who are working at East Gardens or Bondi. Why is that? Because it's not safe for them to come home at night. This is in the eastern suburbs. They're saying, no, I don't, I know, I'm going to pick my, they have to stay up late to pick up their kids. Our building next door, we put motion lights on it. Why? Because we're afraid of you lot. <laughs> I know what you'll do with a brick. There's a coffee machine there. I know what I would do. But it's, it's this idea that darkness, we can get away with a lot of stuff that we don't let out in the light. See, the image of darkness, I think, is also connected with evil because what emerges in the dark is not pretty. It's ugly. And you know what? This part of the Bible was written 2,000-odd years ago, uh, but not much has changed, has it? Not much has changed over 2,000 years for us. Uh, we are still in the dark, example after example. And you know, the society wants to say we're progressing, we're getting better, we're moving forward as a society. But really? <laughs> Do you agree with that narrative? Maybe perhaps in some areas. But gosh, in other areas, we've still got wars going on. We've still got abuse of power. There's poverty. You know that there's over a thousand Australians who are homeless still every single night. And the census data shows us that it's getting worse. It's not getting better. You know, in Australia, the rate of uh, you know depression and anxiety is just going through the roof. 
we're in this weird paradigm, aren't we? Where we've kind of never been so wealthy and affluent, yet we've got this the greatest unhappiness, and no one knows why. See, as a society, we're kind of stumbling around in the dark. We're stumbling around and there's darkness that is impacting us and we don't know how to fix it. But can I say that the darkness is not just out there? It's actually in me too. It's in, it's in all of us. You know, you just have to think about Christmas Day and you think about Christmas lunch with the family. How has it been trying to organise your family to get together? You know, there's, there's no uncle and auntie that don't come to your Christmas lunch anymore because of whatever words were said. Uh, there's those that still come that you might not wish <laughs> were there. You know, there's the pain and the stress of being amongst people that are difficult and hard. I mean, that's just our family, isn't it? This relationship, pain and darkness. Is that just my family? Do you guys... You guys like that? What about just the little things that we do? You know, the, the kind of little manipulation or bending of the truth or not saying what we know to be true so that we can get what we want. Or what about the things we say to our friends about other friends that we would never say to them? Is that just me? Or do you find yourself doing that too? <laughs> What about those of us, you know, we are married, we choose our marriage partner, the person that we're most likely to do life and would love to do life with, maybe it's some of us, like me, just the one person you convinced to, get to marry you. Um, but, you know, we choose that, yet they're the person that often causes the most hurt and pain, aren't they? No wonder one in three marriages end up in divorce. We've got this whole darkness within us and in our society and in our world and we can see it coming up in different places in our relationships and all around. I think the greatest evidence that nothing's changed, that we're still in the dark, is actually death itself, isn't it? Can any of us escape that? It just stalks us and it gets all of us and none of us know what to do about it. We are in the dark. We live in a dark, broken world and nothing has changed over 2,000 years. And can I say the Bible's reason that we're in the dark is because it's a spiritual thing. It's not just an ignorance thing. It's not just a lack of education or the, the you know, a political ideology that, for the reason we're in the dark. No, we're in darkness because it's a spiritual reason of our heart and it's impacted everything. And actually what the spiritual reality is, that the Bible says that each and every one of us have walked away from the God who is light. We've walked away from him. We think we can do, we know what's right and wrong. We know how to live in the light without the true light. And actually, ever since our fathers made that decision, it's been passed on to us and we've been lost and in darkness ever since that. And we're in the mess of trying to make sense of life. Now, this idea, this assumption that the Bible has about your heart and my heart, it might rub you up the wrong way. You might be feeling a little bit, hang on, I, get, I can kind of get what he's saying, but I'm not that bad, am I? Well, 
I'm not saying you're as bad as you could be. I'm not saying I'm as bad as I could be. I'm just saying there's something there that's worth pushing into, perhaps, like Mitch has done. There's something there that's worth considering. Hang on, what kind of uh, reason is this my experience of life? And I want to say that I'm convinced that actually what the Bible says about our hearts and the world around us has huge explanatory power. It has a really, to explain what's going on in our desires and decisions. So light is used as a metaphor, the true light for Jesus, but it's also used and it's powerful in the assumption of the light that we're in darkness. See, how is it that you ultimately show someone that they're in the dark? Well, you put the light on, don't you? And that's what Jesus' birth is. It's God is turning the light on for us. And so this is my third point, is that Jesus brings the gift of light. You see that in sentence number nine. He says, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. See, light here is a gift. It's something that we didn't create. We didn't stir up. We didn't uh, think of ourselves. No, this light was given to us by God himself, a gift. It's fascinating, isn't it? You know, when, when people walk away from me, ignore me, offend me, you know what I do? I go, well, you can have it your way, buddy. And I shut them out. I cancel them. I, I go, I'm, I'm going to be better off. I find it ridiculously hard to even push into my loved ones when they hurt me. And, and the, the hurt and anger and the pain. But you know what God does? He comes and enters into the world of darkness that is against him. He pushes into them, not away from them. <clears throat> he pushes into those who have given him the royal bird. He doesn't cancel and cut us off, but he pursues us in the darkness. And he brings us back into the light. He came to find us in the dark and bring us back to himself. And this is the true gift of Christmas for each and every one of us. See, Jesus didn't just say a baby, but he was born with the very intention of dying amongst us. And he allows darkness to overwhelm him just for a moment. He allows darkness to overwhelm him for a moment where he dies on the cross. But after he rose again, check it out, press into that, <laughs> he was invincible. He proved that darkness is unable to overcome him, the true light. And that actually to show that Jesus, the true light, will win in the end. Now this is the sheer wonder and beauty of Christmas and the beauty and goodness of God. It was um, C.S. Lewis who said, C.S. Lewis, Narnia, whole things, he says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. See, not only is Jesus the true light, but his light shines truth onto everything else, onto all realities. And he turns the light on so that we all might see the truth. The truth about who he is in his beauty and wonder and pressing into us, but also the truth about who we are. Both 
paradoxically made in the image of God, precious, valuable, created for purpose, meaning, and relationship. But also, we are those who have blown it, absolutely blown it. But also the truth that Jesus came to save us from that, to save us from our own darkness and walking in dark. So what do we all do with this? Well, maybe you're here and you're convinced it's not that bad. I can actually see. I'm not in the dark. There's no darkness that you're talking about in me. And I reckon if that's you, one thing you could do is ask your spouse. Ask someone you live with. Maybe ask a family member and say, I think this about myself. What do you think? Give that a crack. But ultimately, I think the only way any of us are going to see the true reality of ourselves is by looking at Jesus, the true light. And it's by seeing him, his life, his death, his seeing it all, that actually that is what will switch on the lights for you to see your own heart, to see yourself. Can I say, if you're here and you think, maybe there's something to this, press into it. Do what Mitch has done. Come along. We do a life course here. Uh, you can check it out. Come along over January. Talk with people. Talk with us. Now, maybe some of you are here and you're thinking, you're right. I know I'm in the dark. And can I say, that is a great point to be at because there is great good news for you because of what Jesus came into the world as the light of the world, as the light of life. You'll find no greater gift this Christmas than to be able to reconnect with him. Come to him and find true light. But I take it there are many here who knew they're in the darkness, know the gift of light that Jesus brings, and are in the light because God has shone it into their hearts. You know the classic song that we sing together? Amazing Grace. What does it say? Amazing Grace. I once was blind, but now I see. You've come to see Jesus. You've come to see the beauty and love of God in Jesus. And can I say, just remember that today. Remember that every day. Remember, cherish Jesus as the true light and live in light of that. And maybe learn to shine that light to others so that everyone around us might know the true light in Jesus this Christmas. Let me pray. Um, Heavenly Father, it's, um, we're so thankful for this day that we can remember Jesus, the true light, who came into our world, your world, the world that turned its back on you and is in darkness to bring true light to all people. Father, I pray that many of us here, that your spirit would be at work so that we would know this truth, that not only that we'd know it in our head, but they would know it in our heart and that we would rejoice with gladness for who you are and what you've done for us in the Lord Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand with us as we respond in song to our Father.